Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Can you open your Bibles to Genesis 4? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're actually celebrating the first fruits of the Hebraic month of Shabbat. In case you don't know why we've been doing what we've been doing, it's because I want us to have an understanding of the times. I want us to be like the tribe of Issachar. I want us to understand the Hebraic thinking, the Hebraic alignment. You say, why do I have to do that? Well, because God does that. Don't you want to know more about God? I do. I want to know much more about God. I want to understand what it means to become fruitful. And so I was studying out this, and I've been doing it for a few years now to see, is this true? I mean, just don't take everything word for word. You know, do what you know is right. Follow your heart. And my heart was following God. And it was interesting, as Rod said, last night we were in Abbey Road, and Ray had been sharing the history. And I thought, that's really incredible, because I used to live on Abbey Road further down and way further down. And I've lived up there and I've worked up there and I've been there. And suddenly there I was in this Baptist church which felt so good, felt so good. Doesn't it feel good to be in God's kingdom? Because God's kingdom is not changing. It remains stable. So um, I wanted to go to Genesis 4 and I wanted to read where the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me out of the ground. Then I want you to go to Genesis 18. Verse 14 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? And I want to talk to you about justice this month. Last month we talked about raising our voices. And we talked about the need for us to raise our voice. We looked at Churchill, he was raised up. And we looked at Esther on the very day. But I want us to get into our understanding because there's so much coming so thick and so fast. And you have to know who you are and why you are and what you're here for. But you have to know God. And I all those years ago, worked in Mayfair. And I remember reading, and you've heard me say this before, I read a letter that said, the boys are now number one in every nation of the world except three. And I kind of knew what they were, those three nations, because they wouldn't allow rock and roll. So I understood the beginning of the power of music long before I was in the middle of the music business. Huh? So I'm going to talk to you about justice. So it was quite interesting because a lot of ends are kind of pulled together. I love the joke that Ray always says, I feel like a mosquito in a nudist colony. I don't know where to start, but I know what I have to do. 
I know what I have to do. Thank God. Thank God, because it's been a lot of time, of months, of darkness. And so we've moved into Shabbat. We've moved into the time where you get, you've been on a train, you've got, I can't show you the thing, but I watched this. You can watch it online. You can type in, you can Google it, Hebraic calendar, and you just follow it. That's how I've taught myself. The colors, the timing, the way to go. And you see what is working. And I have found in my own life that the power of moving with God, the way God thinks, the way the Hebrews think, just wherever I am, just looking up, looking at the sky, looking at what's going on. And God continued to lead us to justice this last month. And I thought, well, why are you, why are you highlighting justice? Because it has to do with intercession. And God wants us to move to the place of intercession, understand it. So you can't intercede if you don't know what you're standing in the gap for. And I thought last night it was so interesting being there in the Baptist church, in God's kingdom, in God's kingdom which doesn't change. It just continues, it's unshakable. It's wonderful. And there's a wonderful feeling of peace and Ray was talking about the St. John's Wood and how it, the history of it. He was sharing the history of it all. And, of course, as always, throwing in lots of good lines about encouragement. And uh, I just thank God that he teaches us to humble ourselves all the time. And to make... He was the first person I ever invited over here. Actually, Cliff Richard was the first person I'd ever gone to for help, because I thought, well, he's a Christian, and his manager was a Christian. But I didn't, I was just a young girl, just full of vim and vigor and full of fire, but not necessarily wise with God. And, uh, but Ray was the first person I ever invited, and I thought hundreds of people would feel the same way and would show up, but they didn't. But dear Rod, in his faithful way, he drove Ray around and he became his friend. And it was wonderful. He took care of, I think, Ray and Denise. Did Denise come then? We lived out in High Wycombe. And Ray has just grown and grown and grown. And you'll see as he comes back, the more he's growing in the knowledge of God. Didn't we have a great time last week? Because we feel like he's speaking to our hearts. And... uh, we have different roles, all of us, to play at. And uh, so I thank you, Lord. I just want to pray. I thank you, Father. Thank you for your touch on our lives. I thank you that you're so faithful to bring us justice, to bring us into the places that we need, and to help us. And just like the train where the railway has been turned and we go off on a different path. We thank you that you bring us back. Thank you for the angels that you've given us. Thank you. Thank you that you help us, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. So I really want you to have understanding of the times that we live in. It's really tough out there. Hard hearts, unforgiving, 
critical hearts out there. But the tougher it gets out there, the greater God gets on the inside as we continue to follow God. When we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. Huh? When we humble ourselves. And I thank God that he, he humbles us. He tells us, come on, be humble. Put on the humble place. Um, so it was a very interesting time that we're living in. To go out there and face giants, whoopsie, face things that we know are huge. As you can see, many notes for this month. But God knows. All, all I know is God's moving me into a higher level of understanding, of being alone with him, being isolated, if you like, with him. I love being up at the barn. We've been at the barn all last week. We were up there. And then on Saturday, we went to make a prison visit. And it's different for me because I've never been in that kind of a prison. I've been in prisons, felt imprisoned by the controls put on me, but always find a way to break free in God. You always will. If you go to God, he'll always lead you to freedom. Okay? So I felt like I'd kind of hit a brick wall a few years ago, and I wanted to start learning about the Hebraic way of life. I've learned about different cultures, and the Hebraic season that we're in, Shabbat, is we've moved into a different time. How many of you know we're in transition because we've moved into transition? And it's a very significant day today. I didn't know the word that Rod used. I had to ask him in the car coming up. And the Lord led us this week, Chris and I, to film outside the Royal Courts of Justice. But I want to talk to you about justice because I feel like the Holy Spirit's going to do something with us today that we haven't done before. And sometimes I know you always look at me sitting there or being Rod's wife, and I'm trying. God knows I'm trying. I, I didn't start out in life going the way I planned. My life hasn't gone. Hasn't your life done that? Hasn't gone the way you planned it to go? Not at all. You thought things were going to happen. We had expectancies of things. But God had a better plan. God puts us together. He has a better plan. And I thought last night, it was really amazing, sitting up there in St. John's Wood, I thought, well, gosh, I've been here, and I've been in that other world. I've been at the top of that other world, and it didn't have what you have, God, and I love what God has for us. So let's talk about justice a bit. Let's talk about intercession, because it says here in verse 14 of Genesis 18, is anything too hard or the Amplified says, too wonderful for the Lord. I think it says the same in King James. Is anything too hard or too wonderful? I'm like, okay, is anything too hard? But our fears hold us back. So it's important that we conquer fear. It's actually one of the first spiritual duties to conquer fear and conquer it in your mind. And if you have this kind of attitude, I know it, I know more than that, I've been there, I've done that. Okay, it shows all over you, the arrogance. But you know what, we have to go like children and say, God, is anything too hard? Is anything too wonderful for you? What is too hard for God? 
your problem, your memory. You know, and then I was listening this week, because I love to feed my spirit all the time. You, you probably think Rod feeds me all the time because he's the pastor. But, you know, he doesn't. I have to feed myself. I have to get my own strength. And I encourage you to come on Sundays, but to get your own strength from God. And so I was watching Jane Hammond. She's always been a very inspirational speaker. And uh, she was talking about 2020, and she was talking about how people look in the past 20 years. And you have to, you, we're always talking about the future, but what about the past? Have you been stewarding the last, are you still living in the past? What's happened to you in the last 20 years? What happened to you? You have to renew the mind. If you want to walk with God, Romans 12 tells us to renew your mind, your state of being, your way of looking at life. And uh, I know it's one of the hardest things to do because when God talks to me, he talks truth, eternal truth. And not everybody likes that. I'm like, but that's hard. He says, I know, but don't live there. Don't live in this world and be a part of this world. This is not your future. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing too wonderful for God. He can do anything. Please, just trust him. Trust him. Learning to trust God is one of the biggest challenges of life. Because one minute we think we're going this way, and suddenly the tracks change and we're going that way. And we're like, where are we going? I don't know. But I do know that we're going to victory. Because God always leads us to victory. He does. And it was amazing. I don't know where we're all going. All I know is to follow him. And a friend of mine had done a little book about all this victory. And I looked at it aghast. And you even read a bit of it. It was like, gosh, did I do what I did? You know, most of the things that God asks you to do, you just do. You don't worry about it. You don't figure it out. You don't Greek mindset it by that. I mean, you've got to figure out the end before you do it. You just do it. Okay? So I was like, why are, we, why are we going to the courts of justice? I didn't like that place. First of all, my parents got divorced after 47 years of marriage. They got divorced. It tore me apart because I love my dad and I love my mum and I did not want to go stand outside the law courts on a Monday morning or Tuesday, whenever we did it, I can't remember. It was a grey old day. I didn't want to go there. I'm like, why am I going here? And then that night, it must have been a Tuesday, uh, Gosha sent me a text or something and said, we're going to the courts of justice tonight. Departments of justice. I thought, okay, God, you're in something here. What is justice? What are you doing? There's never any justice in my mind in this earth, even though I know and I believe that Jesus came into it, people I have known and loved have gone out of this life. And I say, oh, don't worry, he's in your future. Just adjust your thinking. But actually it's been tough and it's been hard. And not always have I seen the justice. Some people die, I don't know why, after Rod was diagnosed with 20 months to live and we were fighting and warring and you were all helping me. It was a heck of a battle to get through and I realized it took a lot out of me. But every time 
God showed me where I was not thinking correctly. It came back to the basics of thinking and speaking. It came right back to it. And God showed me where I didn't have the word. And I learned so much scripture. When we were, yes, when we were at the prison on Saturday, the guy said, I've learned so many scriptures. Well, of course you do. When you're in a tough time, you learn the word because you believe the word. And today, I want you to go home. The goal of today is that you would leave here and find the places where you know God isn't showing the justice that you know it's, but it's got to be just. I know that I know that I know that God has got his hand on Abbey Road Studios. And when I heard Les last night was talking, Les Moir, he was he's an old friend. There were so many old friends there. And I thought, wow, God, you put all these people in my life. And John, who works beside me every day and sees the good, the bad, and the ugly of us all, he... He lives there. He's been praying there. He's been praying in St. John's Wood. And we thank God. We thank God that what we can't forgive, we just leave behind. We just make a decision to move forward and work together. Some things are unforgivable, aren't they? It's unforgivable in some areas, even with God's help. So you say, okay, how do I move forward? You just move forward. I want you to make a choice to move forward. This is a time for it. This is a timely word. Not just a word from God, a timely word. So God's going to bring you justice to your life. He's going to bring justice to the music business. We all feel the drumbeat. We feel the pounding. Of, of We've got to keep going. We've got to keep singing, worshiping God. We've got to keep doing this. We've got to be known. You want to be known for who you are. Don't we all? Don't we all want to be known? And yet God keeps us hidden, so he gets all the glory. And that's wonderful. Without the anointing, we can do nothing. Jesus couldn't do anything. I said to Rod the other day, sometimes I feel very protective towards God. And I, I think God doesn't like us. Just Isaiah 55, 11 says, every word... Every word that God speaks comes back, producing effect. It doesn't return void. So we have come out of thinking that you just open the word and you just read it and it won't come back void. But I feel quite protective towards God. Now, this is just me, okay? I feel like you have to take it in your heart. You have to start living it. You have to start being it. You can't just quote scriptures galore when Rod got so sick. I learned again. You can't just quote. You've got to know what God wants to do in your situation. And how do you do that? By getting his wisdom, by learning. By saying, what are you saying to me, God? What are you doing? Learning, reading the word. And so... We went over to um, the courts of justice, and I stood outside, and it was so noisy. And I said to Chris, this is really hard doing this. You know, I know that God wants to communicate. He's going to bring justice. He's going to fill up London. He's going to fill up the streets with singing and dancing. It's going to come, because he works on the inside out. Yeah. It's going to come 
from inside of people. You say, well, I can't believe that. Well, just do it by faith. Believe by faith that God's going to move. I've said for years, the people on the outside are going to come inside. And I thought last night, gosh, we're just across the road in a different world with different creative people in a different place. We are different. People are going to come in. We're not going by the different venues just because they happen to be the place that opens up. It's because God's providing. God's showing the journey to us. It feels different, doesn't it, sometimes? It feels really different. But you just go with the flow and you just thank God. We are called to be patient. We are called to wait upon God. Sometimes I just thought this was going to happen years ago. But it's God who keeps us young and youthful. It's God who does what he wants to do in his timing. It's not down to me, not down to you. Didn't we think 10 years ago we were going to be further ahead? Didn't you think we should be further ahead? But we are where we are. And so we learn to be Christ-like. We learn to be patient. We learn to take the word of God. We learn to be, like I said last month, like Churchill. He just stood and stood. He was born. We are born like Esther for such a time as this. We're born for this time. And I thank God. I thank God for the merging, the coming in, the hundreds that are coming. I thank God. There's some things I don't want to happen, and I have to hold true to it because I've seen some things. I'm a seer. You know, sometimes God shows me the end, and I, I, but I don't want this to happen, so I pray. And even though you pray, you feel like it waters it down, but it doesn't make it different. So it can be really discouraging. But I'm not here to discourage you. The word does not return void, Isaiah 55. 11, because you think differently, you speak differently, things are different. We have extraordinary favor on our lives to do what we need to do. Extraordinary favor, it's not natural. I remember when I laid hands on the Evening Standard, gosh, 1967, I think it was, the Beatles were absolutely huge. It was Beatlemania. And I said, God, don't you have anything else? My life? I was bored working for the number one oil company in the world, but I was bored with my life. How do you get that bored? I don't know. I've just always been that way. I don't like, if things don't happen, I want to make them happen. Some people watch what happens. I'm one of those people that just likes to make things happen. I want the rest of the world to stop outside the front door of where we gather. Because God comes down, because it's huge, because people are getting healed, and it's real. It's not like something little that can't be proven. It's a big deal. And I didn't know at the time I'd have to go through, like with him being the diagnosis, he's going to go, he's got 20 months, you know, the clock's ticking. You know, and God said, but that's not the truth. I've been into your future, and I've come back into your now, and I'm telling you it's okay. I was like, okay. God's been into your future and checked out the way, and he's come back and said, I know that I know that I know God's looked at my life, 
And I knew last night, I sat in a very deep place last night, and I knew I've been here. I'm, I'm supposed to be one. I'm the one who's chosen. I didn't choose you. You chose me. I didn't ask for this. You chose me. Wherever you're at, God chose you. He chose you. Therefore, he's with you. Therefore, nothing is too hard. Nothing is too wonderful. It's wonderful. You're free. It's a great feeling. Freedom of feeling great. Oh, I don't know where we are. It's just like swimming. Thank you, Lord. But I want to go back to the... Um, yeah, we'll get there. I want to go back to your prayer for a minute. Why don't you look on your seats and you'll find a February prayer thought. This is a month of big decisions. And each month I write a scripture prayer. Because if you just take each month and you decide to hold the ground... You will learn God's word, God's will. And this February prayer thought is, first of all, I said, all our needs are met in God. When we, when we live in God's glory, our needs are met. It's when I want to do something for myself. Oh, stick it on credit. No, that's not God's way. God, all our needs are met as we fulfill the destiny of our lives while bringing God glory. Is what you're doing bringing God glory? You know, when we first came into leading, there was this horrendous mindset of poverty. And I realized I had it, and everybody else had it. I remember the morning I said, like, after Christmas, a couple of years back, several years ago, I said, oh, Rod bought me this Bentley. And the whole church, I went, God, what's the matter? It was just a motor car. It was just a motor car. Actually, it was a remote control thing. 20 quid toy. But everybody thought it was a real 100,000 pounds or whatever they cost. I don't know. Bentley. Well, so what? So what? We're ready. We're getting there. Sometimes I've grown up with so much jealousy. Who, talk about Cinderella and her two big sisters. I'm telling you, Kai, hello, God bless you. You can have it. You want it here, the watch, whatever it is, take it. What do I care about stuff? It's just stuff. Okay, so what we have to bring God glory. We seek God daily and we align ourselves with his royal court of justice. So you'll see this little video we did. We do a monthly thing. And uh, our steps are guided to others. I remember reading that in uh, 1 Thessalonians 3.11. We all want to justify ourselves, I know. But anyway, you know, if you look this good at my age, you'll do good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the ruthless, 
defend the fatherless, plead for the rights of the widow, and reason together. Let's watch the video for a minute. I'm Julie Anderson. I'm here outside the Royal Courts of Justice in London. You know, and it's interesting, from here you can reach out to faraway towns, reach out even to God. And I've had on my heart lately about relationships. God's very relational, and I know you are. And maybe you have relationships in your life that are not quite right, and we need to pray, and we are going to pray for you. But I want to just say that people come here who are in families, and the families get disrupted. And it's really important, you know, for as strong families make a strong nation, and you might question, wow, you might question how to be strong for this nation. Well, I'm a firm believer in adapting and aligning with God and God's thoughts and God's plans for my life. Because as a Christian, you can go to a higher court. You know, that's what's exciting about being a Christian. You don't have to live an ordinary life. The blessings of God can flow. They can change you in your life. They can change a nation. They can be a strength. Um, but you have to be willing to work with God. Maybe God wants to change things. Maybe you've made some wrong relationships. And I'm not saying you're going to end up here at the Royal Courts of Justice. But I am saying, you know, let, let God be your counselor. Let him come in and comfort you. All you have to do is to ask God to help you, and he will. He loves to help us. I think we have a very religious view of him. He's actually relational. Who can come before him? Have a clean heart. Have clean hands. Be, do, be living right. Do the right thing. Make right choices. People who end up here, this isn't the criminal court, this is the royal courts of justice. You don't want to end up here. We want to pray. What's on my heart is to pray for families, for families to come together. It isn't just at Christmas we make an effort. It's the every day, the support. So let me have a word of prayer for you. Amen? So I pray for you that you will, you will pray. God will lead you and guide you and show you and reveal to you things about your relationship, your relationship with him. You know, God loves authenticity. He loves you to be honest. He loves you to have a clean heart. Just don't be faking it. He knows when you're faking it. I haven't always understood what God's been doing in my life, but I do yield to it and go with it. And let's do the right thing, okay? So we pray, we pray for you in Jesus' name, the blessings of heaven, the blessings of heaven come upon you and you do the right thing. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you in a busy, busy city. We can hear you. We can do the right thing. We can make the right, there's so many choices in life. Make the right choice. You will make the right choices. God's blessings are coming to you, but just don't be afraid. Amen. 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 You just tell yourself, I'm going to make the right choice. 
And I didn't want to go there because I was divorced there. My parents were divorced after 47 years. Who can you trust? And the Lord said, I want you to go there. I want you to overcome. There may be some places in your life that God wants to take you to, to deal with it, to face it. I remember somebody giving me the book, or I bought it or something, by Paula White, saying, what you don't confront, you will not conquer. That's very powerful, isn't it? And I realized I didn't want to go there. I had a very bad experience the last time I went there when I went through a divorce. I didn't want to ever. Rod and I have made a decision that we are married. We are put together by God. And divorce isn't part. If you're married and you're in here today and God's put you together, divorce isn't part of the equation. Yeah, there's no option. It's just, you're not. You're in covenant, yeah. I had a phone call the other day from someone. They said that their husband was threatening divorce. And I said, no, because you made a covenant the day you got married. It's a different. Today is a different day. We are making divinely directed decisions. And so we're going to pray. I felt like God wanted me to go there because every family in this nation needs to be prayed for. We break the power of the spirit of divorce. We break that power. We agree as a, as a church, we're not, having, we're not having marriages break up. We're going to work things out. We're going to confront things and work things out. We're not going to become isolated and divorced from God. We are united. We'll talk to you more about unite the women. But there's a powerful, powerful voice that goes on that we have to fight with and we have to work with. But you know what? We are not giving power to Satan. We're taking it back. And I feel, come on, every one of you have a different area that God wants you to grow stronger in, whatever it is in your faith. So I want you to look at now the area, I mean, God hates divorce. He doesn't like witchcraft. He doesn't like idolatry. There are things that God doesn't like. So why do it? Just give it up. Just give it up. He doesn't like sometimes your attitude. And you have to ask him, help me. You made me. You're responsible. So help me. So I want to say, Will you look at where there needs to be justice brought? It's, it's going to come because of your intercession. We were driving somewhere. I don't know where we were going. And I just happened to glance at something that said, stand in the gap, mind the gap. You remember 10, 15 years ago, it was like my, everything was mind the gap. And I thought, what are you saying? I've been there. I've done that. Yeah, we'll do it again. So I want you to step into the spirit and understand you are a child of the Most High God. He wants to bring provision to you, favor, greater favor than you've ever known. You think Hollywood is a big deal. You think the media is a big deal. I used to think the Beatles were a big deal in the music business. I don't anymore. I know God is greater. He can do anything. Nothing is too hard or too wonderful. But you just make a decision. So who can you speak for who's 
dumb or deaf or blind or the elderly? Who can you talk for? Who can you stand in the gap for? You make a decision not to just do it today in church, but to do it throughout the week. Who can you help? Oh, Father, help us. Show us. Let your conviction fall where it's welcome. Where it's welcome. And let's make this a real altar this morning. You are a God of justice. There was a time when I just didn't have faith. I think it was 9,000 or something, the barn rent. I didn't have faith. And God kept pulling me and wooing me and saying, come to a higher court. See, that I realize we need to go to a higher court in life. And as we do in prayer, and we go that way in prayer, we have the God of the universe, the God of justice, who will help us. And here we are, here we are at the beginning of Shabbat, where we can speak up for the dumb, where we can say, you know what? We are not willing to see marriages fall apart because of differences, because of division, because of the flesh. We're not willing. And I know that that morning that the girl burst into the barn when I was having a prayer meeting out there, and she just burst in and said, God wants you to go to a higher court. And I thought, oh, I felt offended. What are you talking about? I mean, she's a, she was a younger intercessor, and, but she had to remind me, maybe you feel a bit intimidated to go to someone and just remind them, go to a higher court. No matter what your life problem is, no matter what you're facing, go to a higher court. Go to the royal court of justice. God will bring justice. God's going to change this nation. Look, he's done it with Brexit. He's going to do it. It might take a while. I've got people I pray with, and they're upset. Their families are upset. It's about money stuff. God told me to pray for President Trump, and he told me to pray for Brexit. It's not that we've left Europe, it's not that. It's just that we have a new beginning. Now come on, speak up. Would you open up your voices? Get on the Skype. We've got loads of places we can talk about prayer. You, you've got many things you can do. Don't say, I can't do. You can do it. You can do it. Going to prayer is going to God. I remember I used to say in the prayer school, the um, ability... The testimony of prayer is an ability to God, to God's help. You know, the testimony of you having victory is like, it's to you. But the testimony of prayer means I've gone to God, I've humbled myself, I've been to God and I've asked God to help me. Uh, anytime, anywhere, any place you are, you can do this. He's going to bring justice. Now, I want uh, the worshipers to come up, and we're going to worship and kind of get lost in the spirit a bit, but I want you to make a decision. Who can you stand in the gap for? Is it a prisoner? Is it a young person? We've got all the young people, and you've got all the young people in your schools, in your colleges, in your universities. For me, it's the music business. For me, I want to see the whole nation change. I have a revelation that sound 
can impart atmosphere. We've come to a level of faith, but there's the glory level. It's a different realm. You've got to step over into it. It's got, you've got to build into it. If you don't know it, you think you know it. You know it because it comes out of you in everything you do. Okay? It's a weighty thing. Understanding there's a difference how the Holy Spirit can use a person with words of knowledge or prophetic utterance. There's a difference. Just I pray that we will have great understanding. We will move into a place of greater understanding. And God will be just. As we come to a close, I want you to remember, God will bring justice. He will. That's who he is. And you say, well, how, how can you have been led over there to the royal courts of justice? I don't know. That's just what I saw. So I obeyed. I don't question. I don't get into what are you doing. I just say, okay, that's what you want me to do. And we had nothing, nothing but troubles that morning. It was noisy, we did it five times, it didn't work. I still didn't feel like I'd gotten out what I wanted, and I went to God about it, and he said, you can continue to pray for marriages in your nation to be strong. Philippians 1, 28, 29, I think it is in the Amplified. Stand firm, stand strong, oppose evil. If you're facing some difficulties in a relationship, because we, we're talking about God being relational. God is very relational. And he was talking yesterday in the prison about some of the prisoners being open. But just, just be open. God's relational. God works on the inside out. My niece has been in the ICU, and I heard her before Christmas. She said, oh, I always get something bad that happens to me. When we left yesterday, there was some backlash, and the person we'd gone to see had something, I don't know what's happened, but something bad happened. I haven't said it yet. But we just have to understand, we walk in the realm that brings light. The entrance of God's word brings light. And we don't always understand the repercussions. We just thank God. He's going to bring us the people that we need. So anyway, I think I've said enough. So I want you to think about the areas that you feel God is telling you to come and pray. That he wants to get involved. He, I know we're in the end times. I know this is 2020. I know we're in a huge transition. But you know what? We have to be stronger than the things that we're facing that seem so strong. You have to walk into Parliament. You have to walk into places where God's been chucked out. Walk into the schools. Go there. Make a difference wherever you can, wherever you are. Because we're, in, we're moving into the decade of the mouth. Yeah. You know? If you understand the Hebraic, moving from the seven to the eight, you say, well, how do you understand all this? Can't you teach me? Yes, but it's much better if you let the Holy Spirit teach you. Go online. Start asking, what is special about this day of difference? Every day we're alive. We can make a difference. We open our mouths. 
We speak what we see. We're dynamos. We have dynamos on the inside of us. We can do this. We can reach up and receive from heaven the help that we need to turn battles at the gate. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 